Hello. I am Taylor. And I'm Whitney. And we are the Ghost Sisters with some long pauses. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything's a long pause right now. You, when you just said hello, I was like, did she forget? Like, it's just her name. We don't have a complicated intro. Nope, that's it. That's the show. <laughs> hello. Goodbye. Peace out. Goodbye. <laughs> Keep it spooky. <laughs> Spooker rivers. <laughs> going to start off with a little info. Nugget info, mm-hmm. if you will, for everyone listening to give Taylor some time to do what she needs to do. I will be taking over the next couple episodes. And if you guys don't like my episodes, get stuffed, you bunyip. <laughs> Just kidding. Love, Love you guys. Hope you stay for my episodes because it's going to be my brain hurts. That's what it's going to be. Okay. I (laughs) I feel it. I didn't expect this to turn into what it turned into. And I'm not really sure why I didn't expect it to. Because like, fuck. We're going to get into Mm. it. Okay. You got anything? I got nothing. All right. So we're going to start off with a little activity. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. So I want you just to like kind of relax. Like, take a moment. Everyone take, like, a a big, deep breath. And then I want you guys to interlace your fingers together. Okay. Is what thumb is on top? My left. Your left thumb. So you are a more intuitive decision maker. And you have a lot more intuition. And that is how you are guided to make your decisions and you are probably a little more sensitive to things that are around you. Hmm, That's legit. Now, if you're like me and you have your right over your left thumb, you're a little bit more logical and your decisions are based a little bit more on logic. And if it doesn't make sense to you, you're going to really struggle with that decision. Stop making that face. I was just like, this doesn't sound, but then you said, if it doesn't make sense, you're going to struggle. And I was like, there it is. There it is. (laughs) So, we're talking about palm reading. Hey! And that's what we're getting into. So, I just wanted to give a little segue. That was my introduction to palm reading. There was an Instagram video, and that's what she did. She was like, all right, relax. Relax. Ooh, relax. And now, do your thumbs. And that was, like, the position of how you hold yourself and everything. No, fancy. Of course, I'm not getting into that yet. Like I said, my brain fucking hurts. But. (laughs) It's kind of like the horoscope, like the. Oh, yes. The astrology stuff where it's like once you start digging, it keeps getting more and more and more. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She has to mentally prepare herself for this. Everyone, everyone take a few more like deep, deep breaths with me, like. If you've got something fun to sniff, sniff it. Don't do drugs, kids. But if you're going to do it, then good job. (laughs) I like that we both immediately went there. (laughs) Don't do drugs. But 
if you need to to get through this, like, I'm not offended. All right. So, okay. palm reading, also known as palmistry, chiromancy, and chirology, is a practice in which a person can analyze physical features on someone's hands and interpret it, not only personality. Uh, uh, see, I've already fucked up. Okay. They can interpret it. As not only personality characteristics, but your possible future. The people who practice palm reading are known as palmists, hand readers, hand analysts, or cryologists. Hand analysis. I know. I was like, (laughs) wow. So those must be like the ones that are like, no, I'm going to figure out the science behind it. You're like, there is no science. Right. But maybe there is. I don't know. We're going to start off. With a little bit of history. Because that's interesting. With the history, hooray internet for having all sorts of random ass shit making things difficult as always. The start of palmistry is a little vague. There was one source that was like, palm reading has been around since caveman times. And that evidence was, you know, drawings of hands on caves. But I don't. But that's not. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. It has nothing to do with palm reading. It just shows hands on caves. So, like humans were aware that they had hands. That's really all that they shows. they became <laughs> self aware. Is really yeah. Yeah. They were like, whoa. It's like the cat whenever he's learning that he has ears. Um. Oh. Whenever he realizes he has four paws. Yeah. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're just like cats, and we realize we had hands, but. There's actually a lot of sources that say that it started, it originated in ancient India by a Hindu sage, Valmiki. Hmm, I didn't put his last name until later. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is the episode of Long Pauses. (laughs) Sage Valmiki, uh, Maharshi, Maharshi? Sure. I think so. I don't know. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so um, Sage Valmiki is what I'm going to call him. Uh, He possibly is the one who wrote about it over 5,000 years ago in a document, I guess. It's not necessarily a book. But in English, the book is named The Teachings of Valmiki Maharshi on Male Palmistry. Which contained over five, or not over, contained 567 stanzas on the particular subject. Wow. So from India, that practice, palmistry, slowly uh, spread into Tibet, China, Persia, Egypt, Greece, and other European countries. And then, you know, America's in there. Aristotle was, of course, one of those in Greece who decided to study the practice, and he detailed it out in his work, De Historia Animalium. Why okay. do I suck at life? <laughs> Anyways, it's called History of Animals in English, 2,500 years ago. He stated, lines are not written into the human hand without reason. So that was Aristotle's thought on palm reading. Is okay. They're there. They're for us to learn from. And why not? 
I mean, he was he was an astrology dude. So. Yeah. And I, I found a lot of this kind of goes hand in hand with astrology. Mm-hmm. Not huh, hand in hand, but not, <laughs> not necessarily like if you've got this line, you should look at this star. It's not like that kind of thing. It's just a lot of people right. that are into astrology are also into palm reading. Right. During this time in Greece and in Rome, palm reading was a way actually for them to come up with medical diagnoses as well. Diagnoses. There we go. Oh, not just a way to evaluate a person's character, which this isn't the first time that we see this in China. Palm reading was used for medicinal and healing purposes. So Chinese medical texts are some of the first that establish the importance of the lines on the hand and how they affect and represent different parts of the human body. So, for example, your fingertips are connected to your sinuses and your brain is connected to the tip of your thumb. Your ear is directly under your pinky on your palm and your Mm -hmm. eyes directly under your ring finger. Mm. Don't ask me what it looks like if it's puffy or shriveled or any of that. I don't know. I just I saw the chart and was like, interesting, fascinating. Yeah, there's a lot of haas. You might save your huh until the end of the class <laughs> it's gonna be a lot okay <laughs> chinese medicine also would highly rely on foot readings and reflexology and all of that kind of stuff which reflexology is something that we still see today but foot readings obviously became lesser of the palm reading thing more people became interested in palm reading and Uh, astrology and so foot reading just kind of went to the sideline well and on top of that you know the chinese were famous for foot binding Uh so it kind of i would imagine became difficult to do foot reading you know for women at least and then also i'm sure that then we didn't care about women's feet aside from the binding (laughs) i'm sure that they were like Read my future. And they're like, you're a woman. I know your future. And then they moved on. (laughs) That's legit. (laughs) That's legit. That's fair. (laughs) So interestingly enough, palmistry has made its presence known in both the Old Testament and in the Quran. And I thought that was very interesting. And it was a practice that happened before the birth of Christ. And there are actually some examples of it in the books. Do not ask me what it means or and what it's referencing to or anything like that because i don't know religion or anything like that but these are the quotes okay (laughs) god put his seal upon man's hand so that man might know his work job 37 7 the hand is the outside part of the brain goth Again, I, I don't I don't know what book that comes from or what exactly in reference, but whenever I was looking up the fact that palmistry has made an appearance in said books, those were the quotes that were pulled. If anyone huh, okay. has more information on a religious aspect of it, enlighten me, please. I would love to know. Yeah. So on the flip side, as we move into the medieval times palmistry was used as a way of witch hunting which Mm. i think is kind of funny because like palm reading 
Yeah, you're doing the thing. You, like, and you're like, no, 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 you're not a witch. But Becky, who looked at me the other day, could be. <laughs> figure that out for me. So, so I'm going to do witch shit to, find to figure out if you're a witch. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I don't think it was necessarily the palm readers that were like, I'm going to find me a witch. I think it was just... Mm -hmm. That's what happened. But they would use, you know, the hands of different people. And based on the pigmentation is how they said that they could find the quote unquote devil's mark. It's like if you had a mark on your hand, you've got the devil's mark. I was going to say, I have, I have no pigmentation on the inside of my hand. Well, I guess like my fingertips I are mean, redder. I do have a mole on one of my fingers. You're a witch. I'm a witch. But I mean, there's a lot of people like I know mom's got a little mole on her her hand, so that would be mm -hmm. one of the devil's marks. I haven't a mole. Hmm. I'm clean. I'm not a witch. Are you? We'll get into it. I'm You're not. Oh. You're a witch. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh so they of course also by looking for the devil's marks, they went through and they were reading different bumps and lumps to find out if those people were practicing the dark arts of witchcraft. Hmm. You know. So from there we move into the Renaissance period. Palmistry actually makes a pretty strong revival. People become more interested in the occult, despite the fact that palmistry or chiromancy was highly, highly suppressed by the Catholic Church. And yes. Everything was suppressed by the Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah, and it was named one of the forbidden arts, or as I like to call them, the forbidden... The farts? The forbidden mancies. Because... Oh, 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 I like that. Because we have necromancy, which is the divination uh -huh. through the communication with the dead. Geomancy, divination from the earth, aka all the shit that you do. Hey. Aromancy, which is divination through interpreting atmospheric conditions. Again, you. Pyromancy, divination through reading flames. Hydromancy, divination through reading water, like color, ebb, and flow. And scalpulimancy. That one's hard for me to say. Which is. That one's rough. It is. Divination by using the scalpula or spiel bones, which are your shoulder bones. And I had to look it up because I was like, what the fuck? So how scapula scapulomancy was widely practiced in China and eventually made its way over to Europe um, in North America or blah, 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 North Africa, um, East Asia, and at some point, eventually North America. But they were using animal bones and animal bones. I feel, like, bones. I feel like I said aminobones. So, yeah. Animal bones. Animal bones. And it was mainly used as a way to find they were hunting caribou. And that was their means of which to find it. It wasn't just like they stare at a bone and then they're like, ah, we go left. It's There's like a whole ceremony and a bone is involved. And then they're like, ah, okay. go left. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Again, I just wanted to sure. look into it a little bit. I was just like, that's a odd one. Yeah, that is an odd one. Yeah. Now we're getting more into the modern palmistry. The American Chirolo Chirological Society 
American Chirological Society was founded by Edgar de Valcourt, Vermont in 1897. Uh, and that was a way to prevent charlatans from abusing the art of palmistry and taking advantage of people who actually sought out the practice for their own health, wellness, and future readings. Why are you giggling? I love the word charlatan, and I think it needs to come charlatan. back to popular culture. <laughs> charlatan. It's wait, waiting on you, man. You have to say it like an old time, like prospector back in the 20s where you charlatan. Is that what an old timey prospector would sound like? No, like the second that I said it, I was like, that's not an old timey prospector. <laughs> it's like, like a- I'm picturing like some kind of Yosemite Sam type and you're over there like highfalutin charlatan. I'm over here doing like plantation owner <laughs> charlatan. Old Louisiana. Yeah. And I'm thinking more like darn tootin' them charlatans came in over to town. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. Okay, yeah, no, I meant more, yeah, charlatan. Okay, so in London, an Irishman, William John Warner, a.k.a. Chiro, that was his, like, I forget what the what the <laughs> word is for it, but this was, like, his nickname. Like, Chiro was his nickname, you know, for the- I just, how did you get that out of there? <laughs> or it may be closer to Cairo, like, Chirological, like- for palmistry because he's we're, we're getting into it okay so oh. he was a popular astrologist and a strong occult figure at the time and he was a self-proclaimed clairvoyant who went on to study palmistry astrology and numerology which we all learned about from you in india Yay. so he set up the practice in london and he gave readings to a lot of famous people including like mark twain Oscar Wilde, Grover Cleveland, the Prince of Wales, Joseph Chamberlain, to name a few. Cairo, he he had many predictions during his practice. And even those who were skeptical of him still chose to receive readings from him. That's how like big of a deal oh. he was. So he predicted that um, Jews would eventually return to Palestine and the country would once again be called Israel. He predicted that William Pirie, the chairman of Harland and Wolf, the company that built the Titanic, would eventually be fighting for his life after the tragic sinking of Titanic. Hmm. Mark Twain, who was a skeptic, said of his experience, Cairo has exposed my character to me with humiliating accuracy. I ought not to confess this accuracy. Still, I am moved to do. He was a skeptic, but he was like, damn, he 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 got it. Like he named nailed it like shit. Interesting. So in the 20th century, palmistry hit a once again, a very new revival. So we had that one in the Renaissance and now we have a newer one. Whenever Swiss psychologist and psychiatrist Carl Jung known for some of his work that dealt with concepts about extroverted and introverted personality types, as well as different archetypes and the collective unconsciousness. Um, He actually ended up endorsing the work of a hand reader. He met Julius Spear in the 1920s Hmm. because he got, because Spear got his recommendation Young's, he becomes a very big figure in palmistry. 
So Spear was a student of Young's just to get some training as like a therapist. He wasn't going in there for palm reading necessarily. He looked at the palm as, or he looked at the hand as a whole and not just the palm. So everything had to do with the hand is related to his readings. So initially Spear in 1905, he met a neurologist who was using palmistry and astrology as tools to diagnose patients. So that's what initially sparked Spears's initial interest in hand reading. Young and some of his colleagues, once Spear became a student of his, actually decided to set up some tests after he found out, hey, this guy does hand readings. Like, that's crazy. Let's let's figure out what this is. So they set up some tests for him to see just how accurate Spear was with his hand reading. And apparently he passed these tests with flying colors. And at that point, Hmm. Spear was allowed to teach his own classes on his methodology of hand reading. Cool. So one of the tests, this is according to researcher Alexandra Nagel. Apparently it consisted of 30 people who Spear didn't know at all. He looked at all of their hands and was able to diagnose 15 of those people correctly with the same diagnosis that Young and his colleagues had diagnosed them with. Now, half doesn't seem like a whole lot, but the other 15, Young and his colleagues went back and looked at it again and actually concluded that Spear, with his hand reading, his diagnosis was actually correct and they had to change their diagnosis. So, oh damn. That is how palm or how strong his readings were as far as using not just, you know, oh you're you're going to die in 7 days. Now he's the girl from the ring, but he was able to look at it and kind of going, you know, with the Chinese methodology and just the methodology of what we're going to get into and it's going to be head splitting but he was able to use that to actually come up with diagnosis so with young's influence spear headed to berlin and again like i said he actually was backed and actually had letters of recommendation for him so in berlin in the 1920s spear was able to start his own his own practice with a new technique called psycho psychochirology, which combined the Jungian psychology with the hand reading that Spear was working on. Like I said, Spear didn't predict clients' futures. Instead, he was able to find certain potentialities of that person. And it could be that it was something medical that they needed to work on or focus on. It could be that it was a personality trait that that person could focus on to help that individual with whatever it was that they were seeking. As like a little segue, but a sample, not a sample, segue, but example, whenever Will and I went to the psychic, I had my own reading separate from him, but he was telling me for his reading, the the psychic and him were talking about his job and his career at no point did she say like, Oh, you should really go into a medical career path or something like that. It wasn't Mm -hmm. very direct. It wasn't very pointed or anything, but instead she could tell there's something missing from your current position. 
it seems like there's maybe something that you could do to make you feel more fulfilled in a creativity aspect. And she just kept kind of pointing that like, he seemed like a very creative person. And she was like, you know, storytelling seems to be something that you would be really good at, which Mm -hmm. he plays D and D and he DMs. And so he does create these stories. And then another thing that she was saying was like, you know, you seem again, very creative and seem like you should be creating something with your hands. And he makes his own soap and he makes his own coffee. So that's kind of the same. uh, That's kind of the same thing that Spear would kind of focus on was it wasn't necessarily like, hey, you should go into business and make your own soap. It was you seem like a creative person. You should focus on that. It may make you happy kind of thing. So he wasn't. Yeah very you know strict or precise in his readings it was just this is a general idea this is what i think you should focus on take it with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. so unfortunately with the rise of hitler coming to power spear in 1933 who was jewish was no longer allowed to practice openly and around that same time in 1935 his marriage to a non-jewish woman was no longer seen as valid. Mm. Uh, so his marriage ended. He looked for ways to leave Germany, as many people did during that time. Uh, he eventually found his way into the Netherlands in 1939, and unfortunately he passed away just a few years later in 1942. Oh, damn. So the the interesting thing was, is I had a hard time finding information about Spear. Even though I feel like he was very influential to palmistry. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. If you guys are palm readers and you know more about the background and the history and you're like, nope, that guy's shit. To me, it sounds like he was he he had his own way of doing it and he combined different methods and stuff. And I think people still use his methodology to this day. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I talked about the dude. Interesting. All right. So the uh, okay. now that we're done with the history, as the header of my next part of my note says, let's read some fucking palms, bitch. Yeah, yeah. let's go. It's not going to be like that. All right. So getting into oh. palm reading. First, we need to decide which palm to read. Mm-hmm. So you should actually really read both palms together. Don't just look at one and move on with your life. Both hands represent different things and come together to give you a full reading. Hmm. Your non-dominant hand can reveal your natural personality, your character, your past, and hidden traits. Your dominant hand can show those traits, how, how those traits have come to fruition and how they can actually affect your future. So okay. this does kind of vary depending on which palmistry you practice. So Chinese palm reading says that the right hand should be read for females and the left hand should be read for males. Whereas other practices say the right one should be read for males and the left one should be for females. And then other practices simply go by dominant, non-dominant. So for the most part, your left and right <laughs> hands should kind of mirror each other. 
If you aren't sure which practice to go by, you can write either, you can read both, or just go for the dominant. For the most part, I kind of have been just looking at the dominant hand while going through this. When it comes to simply just comparing the two palms, mm-hmm. you're already starting to see information that you can get. What is it? What is it? What's the word? What's happening? We're going to talk about this in a minute, and y'all are going to be like, Whitney is lying super fucking short. Okay, so uh, you're able to start seeing information and make inferences based on those informations. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then I said informations. So if your hands actually do vary quite a bit, it means that you actually, you're nodding, yours, yours vary a lot. Yeah, mine, mine are like one hand is totally different from the other. Interesting. Okay. So that means that you probably have a very complex personality and you are probably actually very adaptable to different changes in your environment and you are able to find your way through the ups and downs of life. So there you go. That's legit. If your palms are similar, it means, I don't think it means this in a mean way, but it means you're simple optimistic, genuine, upstanding, and you're not going to scheme or lie and will live life with an honest character. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. Now we're going to start getting into the lines. There are so many lines. And of course, Mm -hmm. depending on which practice you decide to take on, there could be more, there could be less. For the most part, though, there are three major lines that we can read and this is how deep we get into it i only get through two of the three so if you guys haven't figured it out yet it's gonna be a tulpata it's a tulpata tulpata so for these lines the first one we're going to talk about is going to be the lifeline this is the line that goes from the middle base of your palm to up between your thumb and pointer finger so this is going to show the person's physical vitality, their life energy, and can possibly show you if there's going to be an accident or a serious illness during your lifetime. I have two different lifelines. We're going to talk about it. Okay. And I'm only talking about the dominant hand right now. So I, I still have two We're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. It can show you your vitality and personality, possible illnesses or danger, whether whether and or when you may actually have an operation of some sort, your lifetime health. It can also act as your fate line um, if you do not have a lifeline. So your fate line, again, we're not getting into it. I've already looked into it and it made me sad. So your fate line is the running line up and down your palm most directly in the center and has to do mainly with your career. Everything that we're talking about right now is going to be probably running across your hand. Okay? Okay. So while while a lot of people believe that a long line shows that you will live a long, full life, it actually is a very big misconception. The lifeline shouldn't be used to determine the longevity of someone's life. It's possible to have a short lifeline and still live a very long life. Uh-huh. The other one that we're going to talk about is the headline or the wisdom line. So this is normally directly in the middle of your palm. If you're looking from left to right, it should end towards the thumb and pointer finger, just kind of over where your lifeline ends. So yep, looking at that middle line. 
Okay. Okay. The other line that we didn't get to today is the heart line or the love line. And that is typically going to be above your headline. If it does not, we will talk about it. Do not worry. And it will also be going right to left. And sometimes it ends towards your pointer and middle finger. Okay. All right. So reading your lifeline. The first word I have is fuck. All right. <laughs> the appearance. First off, as mentioned, the lifeline is the line that runs from the base of your palm towards between your thumb and your forefinger. If you have no lifeline, please do not yell at me. If you have no lifeline, yet you have other lines that are very clear and noticeable on your hand, it does not mean anything good. It shows that you actually have a poor, poor health and possibly a short life. You may also be very prone to illnesses and accidents during your lifetime. So that's if you do oh, not no. have a lifeline whatsoever. I am very sorry. That is what the research has told me. Again, <laughs> short lifelines don't mean that you will have a short life. It means that you may be more susceptible to illness, but it also shows that you have a very down-to-earth personality and are full of integrity and maybe a little timid and it's possible for people to come into your life and kind of influence you and in what to do if you have a very thick and clear lifeline which i believe i do i believe that's what i've got going on here nope mine's the next i one. need like here mine's like i mean you can freaking see it yeah you, in mine. you can see mine too we'll get into it and i'll show you some pictures and stuff Look how crazy mine is. It's hard to see. I, oh, yeah, no. Oh, I see it. Oh, Taylor, we're going to talk. Okay, put your hand away. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you have a thick and clear lifeline, it indicates that you are suited to a life of physical labor, and you may be a good sports player person. Sure. Nope. <laughs> uh, yep. So this one is more like me. I don't know, Taylor, if yours is like mine. So if you yeah. have a long and deep and rosy-ish looking lifeline, you are very resistant to disease and illnesses and you are full of vitality. I feel like that's hit and miss for both of us. Yeah, it really is. Okay. <laughs> so if you have a very shallow and vague line, lifeline, it may indicate that you are more prone to illness. Females with a shallow and vague line may actually be suffering from gynecological issues. Males may suffer from prostatitis. Also, it says that your career may be rough in your early age, but it may get better in your later life if you have a shallow and vague lifeline. We have the appearance of the line. Now we're going to talk about the shape of the line. So if your lifeline is a swooping semicircle, which mine is a swooping semicircle, Mine is too. And it isn't very close to your thumb. It shows that your life is full of vigor, energy, and enthusiasm. If okay. it is close to your thumb, it can indicate that you get fatigued very easily, have a limited amount of energy, and it also shows that you may be very cautious when you are in a relationship. Okay. So what does it mean if you somehow have two lifelines on your hand? You're going to die. Just kidding. So 
if you have, that's only if you have no lifeline. So if you have two lifelines, it shows that you actually have a very strong vitality. If you, and that you are very resilient. Nope. Yep. I saw yours. You do not have two lines. We've got something else. Okay. You are very resilient for diseases and illnesses, and you're able to recover pr pretty quickly from the illnesses. It can also show that you get love and strength and support from your family. Hmm. There is a way to kind of get a guideline for possible ages for these events on your lifeline. So the best way to describe it to you guys, I know it's hard for you guys to Hopefully you guys can visualize this and hopefully I'll tell it to where you can visualize it. But Taylor, you're going to look at my hand. So you're able to separate your lifeline into four parts. The first, okay. the middle part is going to be from between your middle and ring finger. And it should make a mm -hmm. line directly down to the middle okay. of your lifeline. Okay. You should have another one between your pointer finger and your middle finger. And that should okay. intersect with your lifeline. You'll end up with four lines, having your one. third one be between your ring and your pinky. And your last one is from the end of your pinky to your lifeline. So from there, the one closest to your thumb is indicating about 20 years. The middle is going to be about 40 years. Mm -hmm. The third one's about 60 years. And then the last one is about 80 years. Again, okay. this isn't saying that you're going to live past 80. It's not saying that you're not going to live past 80. It's just a general time frame of when, based on the palm reading, you may be able to expect different things. Okay. So we've gone over the shape of your lifeline. Obviously, yes. there is so much more. All right. So if you don't have like a full-on line, and you actually have what looks like little bubbles or chains that create this line, it indicates that you were born with health issues and you will continue to suffer from poor health, especially with like a weak digestive system. Hmm. If you have just a loop, like a single loop or a circle or a hole at any point during your lifeline, that is called an island. An island shows that an illness, accident, or even hospitalization may happen or will happen, like has happened or will happen. Mm -hmm. Again, we just went through the possible ages. So you're able to kind of see if it's later down on the lifeline, it may be later in life. If it's earlier on the lifeline, maybe it's already happened. Maybe it's about to happen. Depending on how big that island is can show how severe or how long you may deal with the incident. Mm -hmm. If you do not have a solid lifeline, it can show an unexpected accident, illness, danger, or a disaster. And generally, the wider interval between the parts shows how long you may have to deal with that particular incident. Okay. So mm -hmm. if it's broken and the two lines overlap, like if you've got one and it's kind of like parallel to the other, mm -hmm. that shows that you may end up suffering from a major Ill illness, but you will be able to recover from it. And the length of time that, or the length that it overlaps on your hand is the length of time and recovery that you'll have. 
So if it shows that you're recovering for 40 years, that's that's what it is. So if it is broken and there's a short line that is parallel to your broken lifeline on either side, it doesn't matter which side, or if there's some sort of square or something that's connecting the two parts, not not like an island or a chain, um, this is going to show that you are going to suffer some, from some type of illness, but you will have a full recovery. Okay. What was yours? Oh, you've got... Oh, I see it. You have an island. I do? That's what an island is? That's what it looks like. I've got a big island. Yeah. Because it goes all the way from here to here. That's like, what, my 40s through my... 80s? Through my 60s? Yeah, 40s and 60s. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Thanks. All right. It's coming. We'll find out. All right. Hmm. (laughs) I know. I've only got four (laughs) years, so here we go. Hold on to your butts. Okay. Characteristics can be determined from your lifeline based on different branches and forks and tassels that may be present. If at the top of your lifeline, there's a branch that turns upwards, um, it shows that you are a positive, optimistic, diligent person with a strong thirst for knowledge. It could even indicate that you could get some cor- some sort of fame or prestige during your lifetime. Hmm. I have that. Proud of you. All right. So <laughs> if there are a few upward branches, uh, a few, Yep. Mm-hmm. you're a very ambitious person and you have some very big ideas. Now, if you have a lot of branches, so a few, Constantly a few we're looking at like just like three, maybe. A few is about three. If you have more than three, I'm going to say it's a lot. So if you have a lot of upward branches, you're still very ambitious, but you're a little too ambitious with those dreams and you dream too big and you may not actually end up going anywhere because your head is too much in the clouds. I have four. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, I've got, I just counted them. I've got one. Two, three. Actually, no, I have five. Yeah, get your head out of the clouds. Oh, I've actually got some some other islands in there that I'm just now seeing. Hmm. All right. Downward branches towards the end of your lifeline can show that your physical condition will be declining. And it can also indicate that you will feel tired or you always feel tired and lonely. Which... Makes me upset because I have a couple. I do too. Yeah, we're tired and lonely. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you don't necessarily have branches towards the end of your life, but actually have diagonal lines crossing near the end of your lifeline, it shows that you will suffer from a disease later in life. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, no. So hang on. Mine come off of my, what was that called? The the headline? Yes. We'll talk about it. The the one that comes off the, the this Yeah, one. we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Back to the lifeline. Okay. A clear downward branch starting from about the middle of your lifeline shows that you can easily separate from your family and live apart from them. I feel like that's very specific, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. a thing. If it forks towards the end of your lifeline, 
you are very busy and stateless during the middle and late year. And as far as your career goes, if you choose to develop it more outside, you will be very successful with that. I've got one that's like at the 60 year mark. It forks off and then crosses my headline. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means Both yet. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that if it's a, I, I think Taylor, that means you can easily separate from your family. No, but no, I cannot. Well, the hand said so. <laughs> Book. All I can think of is you're going to suffer, but you're going to be happy about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you end up having little tridents towards the end of your lifeline, that's an indication that you love traveling and you actually travel quite often. Yeah, I have none of that. <laughs> I, I love traveling, but I don't have any tridents. If you have tassels at the start, of your lifeline, it shows that you will be lonely in your old age due to there being no children around. Which I've got, Aww. I've got some tassels, and I don't see how that's possible. But alrighty, life will find out. If you have crossings lines that are kind of like intersecting with it, but not really going anywhere, it's just like they kind of make a cross. Um, they may represent an unexpected danger or mishaps that you may have during your lifetime. The clearer these lines are, the worse the situation will be for you. Oh, shit. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I like my entire, what is that, 20s through, four, through 60s is just a series of crosses. Okay. Like, you can't really no, see No, it's them. really hard for me to see. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to when we get together over Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll, have we'll to look at like it more. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not. Okay. So if you have a lot of crossings on your line, <laughs> you <laughs> you may have too many worries, uh, a very poor oh. health condition, and will meet difficulties during your lifetime. No. <laughs> <laughs> no Winnie, this is bad oh yeah that's why i was saying i'm really upset about the the other one that i came across i was like well fuck this shit oh, all right yeah if there is a star on your lifeline which consists consists of three intersecting lines on your lifeline so not just making like a cross but like a little asterisk it shows that there will be some sort of illness. If it's on your broken lifeline, then you may actually be able to avoid suffering and sudden illness. So if you have a broken one and it's on one of the broken ones, or like if you've got a lifeline on the side of your lifeline, it could be that you, you know, hmm. avoid that sudden yeah. serious illness. Yeah, no, I have the crosses and the short lines, but I don't have the, the star. That's that's probably good. I yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to the headline. So this okay. is going to be like I said that line that's probably directly in the middle of your palm, then the heart line is going to be the one that's above that. So you're looking for a middle line that goes left to right ish on your hand. Mm -hmm. 
So this is going to reveal your wisdom. It's also known as the wisdom line, ability to think, memory, attitude, self-control, cognitive functions, and much more. So if you have a deep and thin headline, it shows that you are very smart and bright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I, I that what is the depth? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I it's really weird because huh. I so I want to get into the difference between your dominant and non-dominant hand because while mine are very similar. My dominant hand has much deeper, darker lines than my non-dominant. So I'm curious. But we'll get into that. That's time for a different day. My non-dominant hand is darker. Interesting. So yeah, things Mm -hmm. I want to find out about and we'll we'll get there. All right. So if the line goes from near your thumb all the way to your pinky and you have a very clear mind... And are a very responsive person. You're very considerate. Um, It's also possible that you think too much. And you can be bogged down by your own thoughts. Tis me. Does yours go all the way to your pinky? (laughs) It does. It does. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Mine mine does not. Yeah, mine branches off towards the end. But it does go all the way to my pinky. Yeah, no. Mine does not. Hmm. Mine goes to this next one. So if your line goes all the way for, to about your ring finger, which this is the most common length. You are brilliant and more capable than those who have a long headline. So fuck you, Taylor. How rude. <laughs> oh, Jesus. If your line is short and only goes about to your like middle finger, You may actually be very careless and impulsive and somehow also indecisive. Despite all of that, though, you're more likely to finish a task in a very systematic way. Huh. You know. That's a a mixed bag right It really is. So, like, you're just like, I don't fucking care and I can't decide, but I will get it done. You're like, okay. I will get it fucking done. Interesting. Now, does your curve hang low? Does it wobble to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? All right. So if it goes completely straight across and there is no dip or anything in it, you are a very analytical and practical person and are very dedicated. You're probably an ideologist. You do well in mathematics. You do well in science. And you do well in technology. And I'm sure it's a surprise to no one. Mine is not straight. I have both straight and curved. Fuck, Taylor. Okay. So <laughs> what, what do you mean you have straight and curved? If like you, you have a branch? Mine branches so that it goes straight across and then down a little bit. Okay. So you you have a straight line. You are impulsive oh. or not impulsive. You're analytical. You're practical. You're dedicated. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And then whenever we cool. get into the branches, we'll talk about that. So um, if it curves down slightly, it indicates that you're a realistic person, you're very gentle, you're tolerant, you're great with interpersonal skills, you would probably do really well in jobs dealing with like mass media, public relations, or different social sciences. Now, if that mamma jamma goes down hardcore, you are highly creative. 
You have a great imagination. You've got great artistic talents. You would probably do really well as like a painter, a poet, a singer. It also indicates that you can be highly influenced by your emotions, like spending money because you're sad. Is that you? Nope. I'm the middle one. I I have like a slight downward. You can fuck right off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got Kaya going on that one. (laughs) All right. So if your headline actually goes up and crosses your heart line and goes up towards your pinky, you have too much common sense. And (laughs) I don't know what too much common sense is, but you got too much of that shit. But you are a great lover of the arts, but your life will be full of ups and downs, Hmm. probably because of all that common sense. Probably. (laughs) If the end of your line carves, carves, curves down... You have a vivid imagination and are a romantic as well as sympathetic person, but you may suffer from chronic diseases like diabetes. Oh, that's kind of surprising. That is surprising. Hmm. I mean, you also have that like chronic illness in your lifeline. So we'll talk about that. That's yeah. Legit. So if you're okay, if your headline, <laughs> it's like, what? she glitched. I it's over. <laughs> I think every sentence starts with if, 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 if. Yeah, my brain's like, what the fuck am I looking at? Okay, so if your headline does go up close to your heart line towards the end, you probably are a very confident person, have good personal relationships. You are also able to handle very difficult situations and you're able to handle difficulties with friends and have great success in your career. If your headline and your lifeline are joined at the beginning but separate quickly, which mine are, uh, mine are too. You have a very decisive character and are very flexible. I know it's a weird, hmm. it's a weird thing. If yours stay joined for quite a while, you are introverted. You're prudent and thoughtful. However, the length of which it overlaps shows how much you worry. You may have shows how much worry you may have and how careful you may be and how indecisive you are. Hmm. If those two lines don't intersect at all, they don't touch each other, your headline and your lifeline, if those don't intersect, you are a very bold character and are very extroverted. You're a very independent person. You always are able to solve problems on your own. You have lots of self-respect and are but are not egotistical. Men with these lines that are separate can actually be very successful in their careers. You may, however, not have a lot of sympathy and your love life may not be as smooth due to you wanting to kind of control situations and have troubles accepting other people's mistakes. Hmm. Now, it's apparently very rare to see someone to have two wisdom lines. If you do, though, you are very strong mentally And you're able to consider issues from different points of view. You may, however, have issues in your marriage, which Hmm. doesn't specify why, but okay. (laughs) Okay. Downward branches towards the end of your headline. It means you're a good thinker with a strong analytical and problem solving skill. The more perpendicular and long that branch is the stronger... (sighs) 
is the stronger of a thinker and imaginarian you are. And yes, I think I made that word up. I think you did too. Imaginary. It's a very dis. It's a disnified word. Where are you coming? Where are you going? <clears throat> Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Where'd you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Sophie's like trying to climb down the stairs, but she's going at it sideways. And it's like, what the fuck? Of course. If it has a curved up branch towards the end, you're able to adapt to situations very easily. You have great social skills. You're a talented business perser- person. Mm-hmm. If you choose to go into a business field, you would do very well there. Which mine actually goes upwards. Huh. Ah. If there is an upcurved branch and extends beneath, like to right beneath your ring finger. So if it goes up and crosses your heart line and is right underneath your ring finger, you have great talent and can have a great career in some sort of art. Hmm. If the branch points upwards towards the uh towards between the forefinger and middle finger like if you got one kind of more in the middle of your line and it points upwards towards those fingers you have a great nope reading the same line okay if it points upwards you are very clever and but sometimes can make unrealistic plans and aim too high which can end up causing some trouble a branch that points upwards towards your forefinger you have love you have fame wealth power you have more a more dominating personality than others, and you can be very bouncy and energetic and are able to continue forward with courage. If you have tassels at the end of your headline, it can indicate that you may suffer from dizziness and headaches brought on by low blood pressure. You may also have a weak heart, and it may be recommended that you exercise regularly to protect your heart, which is a great PSA in general. Ta-da! Yes, it is. Islands on the headline. It was, yeah. Oh, you've got those two? Goddamn. I've got one, two, three of them. <laughs> okay. Islands on the headlines can show that you can get distracted easily and you may suffer from memory issues. The larger the island, the more serious your mental health may be. An island mm-hmm. under your forefinger can show that you were born with poor nutrition and struggle with concentration. Under your middle finger, you easily get headaches and suffer from from depression. You may also have loss of appetite and bad stomach. It's me. Look at y'all. If you've got one underneath your ring finger, it can indicate that you have bad eyes. If you have one... Is that where yours is too? Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, if you have one underneath your pinky... You could be suffering from nervous breakdown, and it can also be an omen for cerebropathy in later years. Hmm, I do not have that. Okay. So two islands mean you can struggle with memory issues or decline. You may also lack self-control, be stubborn, self-centered, and also not very considerate. Hmm. Hmm. That's high school Taylor. Look at look at high school Taylor. I've got three though. Oh no, I just it said two. It didn't mention more. Hmm. Yeah, Good I luck. definitely have three. Either way. I've got one giant one that starts under my pointer finger and goes all the way through my middle finger. So you were born with poor nutrition and struggle with concentration. You get headaches and suffer from depression and you have bad eyes. 
I mean, that is Taylor in a nutshell. <laughs> All right. So chain headlines are actually pretty common to show to see. And they show lack of concentration, fluctuation in attention, being suspicious. If they're at the beginning of the line, it says, this is, this is what the source said. You look pudding headed, but you have poor... <laughs> Like, what the fuck does that mean? It just makes me no, think I of Swan Princess of- and head full yes! of pudding. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> anyway, so you look pudding headed, but you have poor memory, lack of determination, disordered thought, and it can also show that you're a heavy drinker. Mm. If that ch- That's not me. No, I, I don't I don't have no chain. I do have a chain on my heart line and I'm I'm not looking forward to that because Are you stressed? <laughs> well I'm very stressed. Uh okay. And then I got tassels on my non-dominant hand. Fuck. Okay. And see that's what oh, I want to know because that. my non-dominant hand, my oh. lifeline has a break in it and it cut and it like, you know, overlaps. So if you're going by that reading. Um, if you're going by that reading, my, non- my non-dominant hand reveals my natural personality, character, past, and hidden traits, and an overlapping. Mine, mine is a series of broken lines that are parallel to each other. Yeah, I've got two that are parallel to each other. I've got one, two, three, four that are parallel to each other. Yeah, that's something I want to look into for the next episode is what the fuck does it mean on your non-dominant hand? Because if if that's the case, I need I need to know. Mine are very different, but the same. Mine are mine are very different. All right. So where were we? Okay. so if the chain goes throughout the entire line, you could possibly have brain disease. You may be mentally weak. You can't concentrate. You're very sensitive if your headline breaks into two, it can show that you suffer from sudden illness and it can also mean an interruption in your career. Hmm. If the line is actually intermittent, you are a very strong-minded individual, but you could live you couldn't live harmoniously with your partner and it could result in you guys breaking up. If your heartline and your headline overlap, that is actually called a simian crease or a single transverse palmer crease. And it shows the ability to create wealth in men. And for women, shocking, it shows a hard life full of bad luck and a high probability of divorce. Hmm. Mine don't. Mine are very separate. Yeah, mine are very separate <laughs> as well. Like I said, I only got through two of the lines. I've got one more of the major lines and then there's smaller lines to go through. I hope everyone enjoyed this first little intro and next week we will do more hand shit. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I literally sat here the entire because I know you guys can't see me. I sat here with my uh, camera flashlight on my hand the whole time and just like looked at the screen every time she'd mentioned something like oh i have that i mean i had drawings on my hands earlier while i was trying to figure out how to like go about this and i was just like oh what the fuck and it was very upsetting (laughs) 
there's there's one line I'm telling you guys. There's one line that the more I looked into it, I was like, oh shit. Especially because <laughs> the time is coming, kind of like you with your 40s. Like mine, mine it says like by 35, and I'm like, oh shit, that's next year. Fuck. So yeah, we'll see everyone. Oh my god. Yeah, that's interesting. I found that that kind of shit is fascinating to me uh-huh. because it's like weird. Like, kind of like astrology, where it's like, why does this actually fit? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, like, it talked about, like, in your lifeline, possible surgeries and stuff. That's the only only place that I have that kind of shit is around my 20s. And that's that's when I had stuff happen. Like, and that was around my 20s. But I don't have anything else. So. I have no breaks. I have nothing in mine like that and i've never had a major surgery so yeah i mean i had an achilles tendon reconstruction but i don't count that as a major surgery it was outpatient i mean i've had outpatient surgery and it was still i've had one outpatient surgery i was gonna say but your major surgeries you were in the hospital for a couple days true i've never had one like that why are these? Well, that was fascinating. I greatly enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> She's over there like, fucking uh, hand. Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at the heart line. And I didn't, I didn't get to that one yet. And mine's changed like a motherfucker. So we're going to find out. Mine's branchy. Yeah. My, <laughs> my non-dominant hand is extremely branchy. My non-dominant hand is crazy looking for the heart line. It's just branchy towards my pinky for for my dominant hands. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure <laughs> this out. You know what we're gonna have to do? We're gonna have to do this with mom and dad as well. Whenever we see them for Thanksgiving, oh we'll my... just have to sit down and do everybody's hands. Oh my god, of course! I am really excited about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that there's like so much more that I, I probably missed or anything like that. If you guys have more information for me or. If you don't like this episode, then keep it to yourself. Just kidding. Let me know so that we don't do this stuff again. But like, I I enjoyed going through it. So yeah, it's interesting. And if if you're a palm reader and you know like about this shit and like you know you want to read our palms, tell us. Yeah, like, we'll we'll, we'll make a that. trip or yeah, something. We can figure this shit out. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you do want to reach out to us for any of that stuff, reach out to us at Instagram as the Ghost Sisters TX or Gmail the Ghost Sisters TX at gmail.com or the Ghost Sisters everywhere else we have social media. And we will spook you bitches later. Spook you later. High five. High five. I wonder if high five is like, does that hurt your life? What if? Well, it doesn't change. What if for every high five you got like a new mark on your lifeline? Oh, I would be dead. I'm like a high five master. I I high fived somebody today. I high five someone I like all the time. Like that's what I do. I think I high five Divya. I don't know. Like at work, I doubt that's what happens. <laughs> at work, I'm just like high five, and they're like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Why not? Like, why, not? why wouldn't we? Like never." You don't pass up a high five. Let's fucking high five, bro. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Okay. Bye.